This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Tech Guide episode 399, just one short of 400. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me once again and welcome to first timers. Thanks for giving us a go. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, how well are we coping working from home and learning from home? HP has revealed a very interesting study. Apple to press on with the Worldwide Developers Conference, but as an online event. And Microsoft has revealed a range of new, interesting Surface products to help us stay connected and productive. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a listen to the Sennheiser Momentum True Wireless 2 earphones. We road test the Blackmagic Design A10 Mini Pro for live streamers. And Samsung has revealed a new Tab S6 Lite tablet, which now comes with an S Pen. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. How many weeks has it been since we've been working from home, homeschooling our children? It's coming up to a couple of months, I think. We were uh, off lost track of time. It's gone gone uh, on for so long. Although, I've worked from home for nearly 10 years now, so this was no shock to me. This was business as usual for me, but I'm one of a minority of people who have had to, haven't really had to adjust to this new situation. Now, many of you, including you listening right now, perhaps have had a a monumental change to your daily lives and routines, and you may have children, school-aged children, where you are homeschooling them and making sure they're getting the education that you've paid for. That's another question. What happens to school fees? Do we get a do you get a discount because you're kind of doing all the work there? But that's a story for another day. HP though has unveiled some interesting research about our struggles working from home, learning from home during this coronavirus lockdown. And it's a really interesting look at it's it's quantified all of our our stresses our anxieties, the things we needed to do, our greatest concerns. Uh, But it also, at the same time, offers some really great advice as well as great resources to help with homeschooling, to help with dealing with our work-life balance, to deal with working from home so that we can actually still separate work and our downtime despite the fact we're still under in the same place, we're under the same roof. So we'll talk about those a little later, but let's get into this information, this research that was conducted by HP and the concerns that parents had. The biggest concern, which may surprise you, the concern was about the child's education. Parents were concerned that because they were homeschooling, they weren't getting the best possible education. So 62% of parents, that was their biggest concern, which is, that's that's huge. You'd think it'd be other things, but 
obviously their child uh, and the quality of their education was something that they've been considering during this lockdown. The next most, well, the next thing that made us more anxious was the trying to manage a work-life balance. Now, previously, work was a place we went and then we came home, so that was a very easy to distinguish one from the other. Now, work isn't a, th- a place we go. Work is a thing we do from our own home. So not being able to separate those as clearly has also impacted because you've got to, you've got to remember there'd be a lot of people not only working from home, maybe their, their partner's working from home, they may have children, so they've got to try to homeschool. So trying to maintain just that balance, but also too... It's really easy to keep doing stuff, your work, beyond the work hours because you may have fallen behind. You might you might have to you might have spent hours uh, with your child homeschooling your child, and then you've got to catch up with your work. So that balance is is really off kilter. You you're probably doing work that you couldn't do during the day, maybe late at night. So your your quality of life, your work life balance is really taken a massive hit. The other concern is and this is 48% of people in this research, the, the, other, the third biggest concern was keeping kids entertained. This, this, is valid. this is valid because we've just had school holidays in New South Wales. Queensland, I think, were back to school a week earlier or back to school as in school homeschooling and maybe one day a week at school. But this was the other issue where during school holidays, there's no, there's no schoolwork to be done. And you can't exactly take your child to the movies or to the park or to a mate's house. You had to try to keep them entertained. And that led to other other issues as well. Things like trying to encourage non-digital time. So it's really easy to be at home with your, with your children and just put a, an iPad in their hands and say, okay, do, go for your life, play your games, do whatever you've got to do. And, and hope that they that, that keeps them satisfied. But trying to... Parents obviously want that, don't want their kids just to be looking at a screen all day or night. So they're trying to encourage them for... That was the other big concern of trying to encourage non-digital entertainment. So jigsaw puzzles and board games and colouring in or whatever they have to do. It, it is hard because the they've become so accustomed to now being homeschooled through their laptops, through their iPads and these digital products that of course the first thing they're going to reach for for their entertainment or gaming or whatever, their downtime is going to be that device and it's connected as well so they want to maybe chat to friends and and maybe play online games and things like that. So that was another issue as well. But on a tech side or more tech side is the this lockdown actually highlighted some weaknesses in their in their home network and many households 48% in fact which is nearly half realized their home network their wi-fi wasn't up to scratch to keep everyone connected you got to remember people are working from home learning from home as well as doing everything else they do online online gaming uh, everything that we do is all done online and and the realization for everyone using the internet all at the same time on top of what they normally do especially at night streaming content and being entertained they realized the hard way that the home network wasn't up to the job and as a result 
43% had to purchase new technology to help them work remotely. Now, a great part of that, that purchase would have been things like mesh Wi-Fi routers. I'd love a dollar for every mesh Wi-Fi router I've recommended to people during this time because they've come to the realisation that the kids are complaining that at the other end of the house the internet is rubbish and they need to do something about it. And they've also discovered that the modem router that they get, even on the NBN, the modem part's fine, so the, the internet comes into their house, fantastic. But when it comes to the Wi-Fi side, they find that the that component that that's letting them down so that the the realization is that well okay we need to do something about wi-fi the internet's good a lot a lot of people too falsely blame the nbn saying oh my connection's rubbish but their connection is actually fine it's their wi-fi that's rubbish so that's the reason why they've had to go out and buy mesh routers uh, everyone i've recommended a mesh wi-fi router and 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 one of full transparency one of our sponsors is netgear they make i in my opinion the best mesh router the, the orbi that comes in a two or three pack so one connects to your router uh, to your modem, and the other one or two can go in the middle of the house, second story of your house, and problem solved. 99% of the people I've spoken to uh, get back to me and say, oh, wow, that really solved the problem. The other 1% had issues, but there was like a reset required, and they, they, they were sorted as well. So that, that was really uh, an important update. The other things too was people buying things like keyboards and mice and laptop stands and other products to set up their home office because here they were suddenly working from home and they wanted to be able to set themselves up their little home office. A lot of people had to do this from scratch, not like myself. I've had a home office for, as I said, nearly 10 years, but there were other people who were setting up their home office for the first time and they realised they needed all this hardware to do their job properly, to do it safely because they didn't quite have the ergonomics uh, set up uh, that they, they would at the office. So using laptops all day, they probably needed a stand, they needed then an external keyboard and a mouse to keep them doing their job comfortably and safely. So that, that was that's a, another big another big thing there. If you walk into a JB Hi-Fi or a Harvey Norman, the, the shelves of the external uh, external keyboards and mouse, the keyboard and mouse shelves were as empty as the toilet paper aisles in the supermarkets at one point because everyone was, was buying up. And if you were really desperate, there were some times where there were places like JB and Harvey's that were just sold out. You just had to come back another day and hope hope you could find it or look look elsewhere to try to, to locate one. Uh, but look, it, it's the the news isn't all bad. We, well, I think we've done pretty well considering uh, the the tips though that HP offer, as well as their resources. And HP have actually partnered with Canva, which is an Aussie company, and they have launched Print, Play, and Learn. This is a free online resource to help parents and kids with home learning, and you can actually download worksheets, coloring pages, puzzles other printable learning tools that are aimed at children up to age 12. So you're probably primary school age children. Uh, there's this a massive resource and there's a link to it on Tech Guide. Can really, especially for those parents who are encouraging non-digital periods for their children, 
this, this can really come in handy so they can really have a bit of fun, uh, still be learning, but not in front of a screen. It's really important. Like I, I make an effort to do that myself. It's really easy to just sit in front of a screen the whole day. And during lockdown, what I did was uh, I like to read, so I, but I read uh, hard copy books. I don't read off screens. And also, I'll be doing some puzzles, some jigsaw puzzles. I'm working on a big three thousand piece jigsaw puzzle that, you know, for for if I'm, I need if I need a break or at night rather than sitting in front of the computer and 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 doing that, I, I jump on and jump on over and have a look at the puzzle and spend an hour or two doing that or just try to sort of not have the screen in my face the whole time. And I'm sure parents can relate that are listening to me now, but. The tips, though, on finding that right home life balance are really interesting. Part of it, too, these resources can really come in handy, like Print, Play and Learn. There's also uh, other partners, Education.com, Time for Kids, Canva, KiwiCo. There's all these amazing find and print activities for kids that will allow you to download directly uh, from the HP Smart app as well. All those links, by the way, are in my story on Tech Guide, so be sure if you need these worksheets and things for your kids to head over there to see it. The other thing you need to do, and, and this is a big issue, people adjusting to home, working from home, the, the tip here is to create a routine and stick to it. Now, it was easy to do that before because we were getting up, we were probably exercising, going to a gym, we were jumping on public transport, being in an office, then after after work, we're coming home. So the routine was set. But in a time when that routine has been totally blasted out of the water, there's no commuting, there's no going to the gym. You're spending your whole day under one roof. So it's very important to create that routine, stick to a starting time and a finishing time, keep track of your schedule. Uh, So you can even, for example, instead of going to the gym, schedule an online fitness class. Say, right, I normally go to the gym at 7, but I'm going to get up and do an online fitness class. So it's kind of still part of your routine. And just as you would if you were at the gym, you'd come home, you'd have your shower, you'd be dressed, and then be ready for work. And you can still do that. The other thing too, uh, next tip is set up some ground rules and workspaces. It's because we're all in the same place, the kids in, are learning from home, maybe you and your partner are working from home as well. It's very important to set clear workspaces. We're not, we're not leaving our home, but our home is now our, our home, our office, our gym. It's everything for us now. Dedicate a space in your home where your home office is. So your PCs there, your printer, everything you need to work from home is in one place. So don't be sort of spreading yourself around the house and bringing your laptop to the dining table and to the lounge room. Limit it to one space so that you know in your mind whenever you're in this room, you're there to work. And then when you leave that room, you know that it's it's the end of the day. You can relax. You can have your dinner and spend time with your family. The other thing too, move around and schedule breaks. It's very important that you keep fit, try to stay active, have your break, as you would if you're in the office. You'd, after whatever, however long you'll be working, get up, walk around, have a bit of a stretch, and take care of yourself, take care of your brain, your body, and then that'll help you focus then when, for the other work that you've got ahead of you. So plan your time slots to 
you know, have your lunch, prepare your food, things like that, uh, away from your workspace. Don't be eating in your home office. Get out of there just like you would at work. If you've got a, your lunch break, you head out, you sit sit in the park or something, head, sit in your backyard or wherever, sit away from your workspace when it's time to schedule your break or when you have you want to have your meal. That's about it for that. The, the research is very interesting. Those tips, of course, are also interesting, as are the resources that I pointed out, and you can see all of them at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, an annual event, is going ahead this year, but with a massive difference, it's going to, of course, take place all online. Usually, Worldwide Developers Conference, or WWDC, as we call it in the game, is held in San Jose, attended by, attended by about two, 3,000 developers from around the world, as well as by Apple themselves, of course. They hold the event in San Jose. And I've been to many of these the last few years. I've been to every year to WWDC. It's a really interesting and vibrant event that brings people, developers from all around the world, all different ages, even you've got students who are, who are developers. And the massive thing here is that they not only it's a it's it's a great networking exercise, and developers are no matter what part of the world they come from are kind of cut from the same cloth. So it's a very they've got a lot in common, of course, but it is a it is a great way to interact with other developers. And not only that, the Worldwide Developers Conference also presents an opportunity for these developers to to meet and talk to Apple's engineers. So they can run code with the engineers. They can attend different uh, different classes and, and schedule the, all these events and information sessions that allow them to get the most of the latest software that had just been announced. Now, traditionally what happens is there's a keynote, which is on the very first day of, of, the, of the conference, and... The Tim Cook gets up and says how great Apple is, how great the developer community is, and then hands over to the various heads for an update on iOS. So you'll get a brand new look at the new iPhone software. Then someone else will talk about the new Mac software, followed by the new iPad software, and then they'll talk about Watch OS for Apple Watch and Apple TV. So all these platforms that Apple runs, they update the software every year, and the developers are there to see the new features, to see what they can utilize for their apps, their current apps, their new apps that they've got in development. And it's a mass it's one of the biggest developer events in the world. Now, in comes coronavirus and unfortunately Apple has cancelled the actual event, so the offline event, the actual event in San Jose won't be going ahead, no surprise there. But what they could plan to do is to still give developers the opportunity of get of having the benefit of being there. And the best way they can do that, of course, is online. And developers can understand more than anyone just how much you can achieve online. They're, they're, they're the people who create that world anyway. And so from June 22, they're going to be able to unite these thousands of developers around the world online, present the latest versions of the software, and then also have these sessions and opportunities to uh, to 
to learn more about various things, to inter- to integrate, uh, to interact, I should say, with Apple engineers as well. And it it's just still going to give them the benefit that they would normally receive if they were there physically. But unfortunately, this time around, it has to be all done online. There's also going to be a student challenge, the Swift, Swift Student Challenge, which is for the top 350 students and from 37 countries. So they're going to accept uh, entries from 350 students. Normally what they do is offer scholarships to students. So there's normally like half a dozen or a dozen students from around the world, including from Australia. We've had some Australian young developers attending and they've flown over to San Jose and uh, given a taste of the, the developer world and what, what it entails. This time, unfortunately, they can submit their, their code, their apps, which have been developed on Swift and then hope to be one of the top 350 who are chosen. And those that are chosen actually get a uh, Worldwide Developers Conference 2020 jacket, which is the jackets every year. is uh, the, the, That's what the developers get for being there. They're quite expensive. Well, the, I should say the jacket comes with the ticket. And how they get the ticket is they have to enter a lottery. So once the lottery opens, developers then apply and then only because you can't accept every single developer in the world. There's millions of developers, so it has to be it has to be uh, brought down to a certain number. I think it's like fifteen hundred or two thousand developers. Could be three thousand. I'm not sure. But the point is, not everyone can attend. So to get cut through all of that, you put your name in the barrel and hope they pick Apple picks your name out of the barrel. And then when that happens, you are then given the opportunity to buy a ticket. And the tickets cost about two thousand dollars which uh, gets you into the conference, gets you that jacket uh, and and all the benefits that go with it. This year, no such problem because online, there's no limit to the number of people online. So everyone is going to be able to get a taste of the Worldwide Developers Conference. And next year, who knows, perhaps it's going to be the biggest Worldwide Developers Conference ever when we're all back together in the flesh for that event. If you want to read more about that story, check it out, techguide.com. Well, Microsoft have been pretty busy of late. They've not only been updating Office 365 to Microsoft 365, but they've also just released a new range of Surface products. We're talking a two-in-one, a laptop, a pair of headphones, and a pair of earbuds. Really interesting. The Surface products have really gone from strength to strength. They are beautifully designed and naturally work perfectly with Windows. It's like, as you'd expect, Apple's products work perfectly with their software. Now, here is Microsoft doing the same thing. You can get HP, you can get Lenovo, all these other brands that run Windows, but this is Microsoft using their own hardware with their own software. So if you want a sort of a, an, a Mac-like experience where it's end-to-end designed for the software to work with the hardware and vice versa, the Surface products are your best chance of doing that. Now, very interesting stat. More than 4 trillion minutes are spent on the Windows 10 platform per month. That's a 75% improvement year on year. I reckon the coronavirus lockdown may have had something to do with that. But that's a remarkable stat. Four trillion minutes a month, that is, 
Not in a year, a month, are spent using Windows 10. So naturally, Microsoft want to offer a range of products that run the software, this Windows 10 software, anywhere. And the idea here is, and it hasn't been illustrated any more clearer now that we're in a coronavirus lockdown, these are products that can keep you connected and keep you productive no matter where you are. Now, in this case, we're at home, but we still need to be connected and we still need to be productive, which is really uh, it is perfect timing for what's going on right now. The first product is the Surface Go 2. Now, this is a two-in-one device that can be used as a tablet, can be used as a laptop. It's kind of a more affordable version of the top-end Surface, which is your tablet that can attach a keyboard and be used as a laptop. It's got a 10.5-inch pixel sensor display and is running the 8th generation Intel Core M processor and also includes, and this is timely, dual microphones and a 5-megapixel front-facing camera for clearer video chats. And I'm sure you've done plenty of those. Now, moving along, the Surface Book 3 is Microsoft's latest laptop and most powerful laptop. It's actually had a 50% performance jump from the previous model, from the Surface Book Book 2 to the Surface Book Book 3. 50% performance improvement. Now, it is available in two sizes, 13-inch and 15-inch, and has a high DPI pixel sense display powered by the 10th generation, the very latest Intel Core processor. Now, this is the, the laptop that has... Uh, a beautiful, when you first look at it, it looks like a beautiful laptop, but the screen can actually detach from that the uh, the laptop as well, from the, from the keyboard. It's also shipping now with 32 gig of RAM. So this is a powerhouse, this thing. Fastest SSD, solid state drive storage on board as well. So if you're after a powerhouse... That starts at 2649 bucks, by the way. So this is kind of your MacBook Pro version for Windows. The Surface Go 2, by the way, the two-in-one tablet, starts at 629 bucks. So offers the connectivity and the running Windows 10, but in a tablet two-in-one form, whereas the Surface Book 3 is more of a laptop with the power but also you can detach that keyboard if you ever need to use, use it as a tablet. So quite versatile. Next up is the Surface Headphones 2. You remember the first ones? I think they were $500, the first ones. They're, uh, the second version, I think they've seen the light on the price and they've reduced it to $399.95. Still solid, but you know, you're not. It's, it's better than $500. Bucks. And these are, have been also redesigned. Got 13 levels of ambient noise control. So 13 levels of noise cancellation there and improved sound quality, improved battery life as well. You get up to 20 hours of listening time, which is pretty cool. The design also has had a tweak. Uh, the e-cups uh, can now able to be rotated 180 degrees for even uh, for an even more comfortable fit. That's important. Comfort's important when it comes to headphones. But they've also they've released the Surface Earbuds, 319.95. These are Microsoft's versions of the AirPods, okay? Uh, but they look they couldn't look any more different to the AirPod. They have a circular disc on the outside of the earbud. And it basically, they kind of look like earrings when you put them in. These these white discs. And that disc is actually a touch control. So having that larger surface makes it easy for volume control, navigating your music, 
taking control of your phone call, so making and receiving phone calls, rejecting phone calls, are all done on this nice surface on the earbud. $319.95. They also have a new feature called Omnisonic Sound, which means you can have a direct shortcut to your Spotify playlist. The other interesting feature with the earbuds, the Surface earbuds, is screen-free integration with Microsoft 365. So you might, for example, be able to dictate into Word, Outlook, and PowerPoint just by using your voice without actually having a screen in front of you. So you might say, open a Word document uh, and start dictating, close Word document. You've, you've created a document without looking at a screen. That's a pretty cool feature right there as well. If you want to take a look at all those Surface Pro features, check them out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And you have to ask yourself the question, is your Wi-Fi feeling old? Does it buffer while you're streaming? Does connecting new devices slow everything down? Can it handle multiple things like gaming, video calls, large file transfers at the same time? Well, if the answer is no, you've got a bit of work to do. It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is. If your Wi-Fi route is old and outdated. It doesn't matter. With Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest technology that allows more devices to connect without impacting your speed. The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all of your devices anywhere in your home. You can stream in HD, 4K, even 8K without buffering. Eliminate the lag while gaming. Connect more your devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class. If you're ready to, to see Netgear's best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear. Never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 at netgear.com forward slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Our first review is from Sennheiser. Now, Sennheiser, if you don't know, is celebrating their 75th anniversary. That's a long time, isn't it, in the, in the audio space? And that heritage, that technology, that development has been packed into the Sennheiser Momentum True Wireless 2 wire-free earphones. That's a mouthful, but they're more suited to your ears, of course, because these are noise-cancelling, wire-free earphones. And yes, they offer amazing quality. Yes, they have amazing features. There's also a companion app as well. And it just adds up to a premium listening experience. But these aren't cheap. These are $499.95. But what you're paying for is not only a brilliant set of earphones, a brilliant charging case, which gives you extra battery power, also a great design. They're very comfortable. But that price tag comes with this 75-year heritage of audio development. And people are saying, you know what? The, the AirPods are cheaper than this. I think they're $100 cheaper. 399 I think the AirPods are. The Galaxy Buds, I think, are about 299 from Samsung. And yes, they are cheaper, but these offer, in my opinion, better noise cancellation and also slightly better audio quality. Not slightly better, 
noticeably better audio quality. If you've the audio quality with the Sennheisers, as you'd expect, uh, is pretty pure. You're getting great bass. It's not like too over the top, and just tremendous mids and treble. It's it's really a pleasure to listen to. No matter what sort of music you like listening to, whether it's heavy metal or classical music, you'll you'll really see you'll hear the real nuance of all your music, the details there, and it's just a brilliant experience. Now, what makes it even better is the, the fact that there's really good noise cancellation. It really takes takes note of what's going on around you with the external microphones and then generates a reverse wave to give you really impressive noise cancellation, one of the best noise cancellations we've heard. And that does... that kind of gets all that outside noise out of your way and so all you can focus on all you hear then is the music my only complaint with these is they're not really loud you I had to have them at full volume I would have liked it a touch louder at the top end just to know that you got it, it's like you know when you want to put your foot down that, that you've got that speed there you've got that bit of uh, a bit more oomph in it it would have been lovely to have it. No deal breaker. They are still brilliant because of that noise cancellation. It really, I was still able to hear everything properly, but just wanted a bit more punch in the in there in terms of volume and scale. Not that the scale was wasn't any good. It, it was actually very good, but just knowing you got a little bit of that extra in the tank, I think would have made these uh, made them not great, but ex- would have made gone from great to excellent in terms of uh, the whole package. Now, these are pretty comfortable as well. They're slightly larger. The earbuds I found with the Sennheisers are slightly bigger than you'd find on other brands. But what that allows the Sennheiser to do is to fit in a larger driver. There's a 7mm driver uh, in each earbud and also allows them to fit a larger battery. Battery life's about 7 hours on a full charge. But then the case, which uh, is covered with fabric... But, and is slightly larger than your Samsung case, your Buds case, and also slightly larger than the AirPods case. But all up, you're getting 28 hours of listening time. So basically what that means is that it can recharge the earbuds four times. So seven hours, put them back in, that's another seven hours. Put them back in, another seven hours. Put them back in, another seven hours. So four, four full charges before you then have to recharge the case itself. And as I said, slightly larger than your AirPod case and your Samsung case, but not by not not by much. The other cool feature features, I should say, is the ability for you through the companion app, the Sennheiser Smart Control Companion app, really puts a lot of extra features at your fingertips. One of my favourites was being able to remap the controls. Now each of the earbuds has a little touch panel so that you can control, there's double tap, single tap. It's it's also smart enough when you take out an earbud to pause your music or your audio book or your podcast, and then when you pop it back in again, it resumes exactly where you left off. But it still gives you the ability to choose whether left or right, single tap, double tap, it allows you to choose what those features you want to be. For example, you might want to your right ear, double tap the right ear to turn on another feature called transparent hearing. Now, there are some occasions where you actually do need to hear the outside world. That's This feature is called transparent hearing. So being able to quickly toggle to that mode is is programmable. 
So you can say you're on a run, you don't want to have total noise cancellation, you can hear what's going on around you, you might be on a train platform, you might be at an airport, not not anytime soon though, uh, at the airport, but you know what I mean, if you want to hear your flight, hear, hear, hear everything that's going on, that can happen as well. So that, I, I really like that, being able to program what site, what earbud does what, single tap, long press, double tap, uh, it's all there for you as well. There's also an equaliser, but don't get your hopes up about drastically changing the sound here. You might be able to tweak the bass, tweak the treble. Nothing too, too drastic there. Good to know if you want a slight tweak, you can do it. But the the sound is the sound, and the sound is excellent. The headphones uh, have, as I said, noise cancellation. They've got transparent hearing, the ability to program your the buttons on the side. So really feature-packed. I quite like it. They're also IPX4. So if you've taken these to the gym or you're out in the rain or whatever, they're going to be fine. It can handle all of that. And they're also quite secure. They uh, they sort of fit and you twist them in your ear and they're pretty secure. So if you go on, even when you want to run or go to the gym or whatever you got to do, it can handle that. They're not going to drop out of your ears, which is good to know. The, uh, the, the case is covered in this beautiful grey fabric. And the, the headphones, the earphones themselves, by the way, are available in black or white. We have the black ones there, but the white ones look quite nice as well. $499.95, they're not cheap, but you do get what you pay for. You are getting a premium sound experience here. Sennheiser is a remarkable brand. They've got some amazing products, and they have got that 75 years of audio development and technology behind them as well, which I think puts them ahead of several other brands in the market. So if you're after a true quality wireless noise-canceling experience, then the Sennheiser Momentum True Wireless 2 earphones are definitely worth a look. You want to see our full review? Check it out, techguide.com.au. Our next review is a really interesting one. It's uh, an Australian product from an Australian company called Black Magic Design. I've spoken in the past about Blackmagic Design's Pocket Cinema 4K camera, which I own and I use to shoot my videos. Well, they've come up with an amazing product called the ATEM Mini Pro. Now, to basically describe what this is, this is like a switcher for your videos. So if you're a live streamer, even if you just want to shoot videos and make use of several camera angles and effects on the fly, you can do that. Now, if you're, a, if you're a live streamer, you can set up different cameras and you can connect the laptop, for example, and display your laptop screen, stills, videos, all comes through this amazing product, the A10 Mini Pro. And you can then stream live to Facebook, to YouTube, to Twitch. You can even connect, if you connect it to your laptop with a USB-C cable, then it can take a camera feed that's connected to it and utilize that when your face, say you want to use a better quality, you've got a nice SLR camera, you can utilize that for your Zoom calls and video calls rather than relying on your laptop camera. So it allows you to do that as well. It also records to, uh, the USB can be connected to, and this is what I did, connected to an SSD drive or, or hard drive, whatever storage system you want, and then just record the output. So you can live stream and record at the same time or just live stream or just record. And you can be, whatever whatever you do, 
whatever you switch to, whatever camera angles you choose, it all gets recorded. That this final product is recorded onto a disc. So it's kind of like anyone who's ever been into a TV studio and you'll notice that there are several cameras. They don't just have one camera. They can have four or five cameras in some instances. So what, what happens in the TV studio is the, the there's the set surrounded by cameras and then up in the in the box in the booth are all the the producer and them calling the shots. Okay, take camera one, take camera three, take camera two. And that's the show you watch. So if you're ever watching a live TV show and the camera switches from one person to a two-shot, to a wide shot, back to a single shot, that is the vision switching is what's happening there. So imagine having that power of a TV studio in a product that, that is only slightly bigger than the palm of your hand. And that's kind of the size of the A10 Mini Pro and the power that it offers. Now on the audio side, there are microphone outputs or inputs, I should say, uh, but you also get the option of choosing to take the audio from one of your cameras. And if I've done a video, of course, the best way to, to do this is to in a video. There is a video that I've done. It's on YouTube, on the Tech Guide AU YouTube channel, but it's also, the, I've linked the, the video on my story on Tech Guide as well. And it shows me, it's a 24-minute video, but that whole time is just one big take, one big video, and I'm switching between myself, the A10 Mini. I've got a camera on the A10 Mini, I've got a camera, a second camera, and a, th- and a third a third camera. I've even got my MacBook connected so you can see my screen and the software. So I'm doing a live demo of what's on the screen because there is the software control that comes with this, which makes it even more versatile. So you're getting all, the, all those features. Plus, you have the ability to have these fancy wipes and different different dissolves and transitions to go from one camera to the other. You can at the press of a button, you can fade to black. You can put up color bars. You can display the stills and videos you got stored in the software as well. And you can also do picture in picture, which is a very powerful feature. And this is this is all done on the fly as well. You can have camera one will act as the the picture you see in the corner and whatever camera you switch to then will be the main picture so you can position that you can have yourself in the top right top left bottom left bottom right and that is another very powerful sleek feature for you to do that in the post-production would take hours but here you can do it on the fly record it on the fly i liken this to what i'm doing right now i'm recording this Let's like live in inverted commas. So I'm just here. I've got my roadcaster. I've got my microphone. I've got the my material that I need, and I'm just switching between everything. So after every segment, I hit the sting button. They hear you hear a bit of music. I go to the next topic. I'm doing that on the fly. So what you're hearing now is like radio. I'm not stopping and editing. I'm just doing this all on the fly. So this the A10 Mini Pro basically allows you to do the same thing, but with video. So you're getting all of that, and and that's what I did in my video. Watch my video. It's all one go, all one run, where I haven't stopped the camera and started again. I just, from start to finish, is all one flowing take, and but taking in all the different camera angles, taking audio from one source, and having some displaying media, and all those things, picture in picture. I do everything, and it is a really remarkable tool. Now, if you're into your live streaming, you might have an idea to have, there's a couple of you in your live stream, you might have a camera on you, camera on the other person, another camera to get a two shot, 
So suddenly you've got a TV studio in the palm of your hand and you can then stream that live. It's like having your own TV studio and your own TV show. And as long as you've got the audience, of course, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, it, it's a, it is a remarkable bit of technology. Now, the, the, the best way, I think, for you to appreciate what I'm talking about, though, is to go to Tech Guide, go to our story about the A10 Mini Pro, and then watch our video so you can literally see it in action. The subject of the video uh, is what actually powered the video. So the A10 Mini Pro is running the whole video, and that's what we're talking about. So please check that out and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are ramping up our video production here and we we're trying to put out two or three videos a week. We're even planning on doing some live videos. So uh, get in touch with us if you're interested in that. We'll probably run it through Facebook too. We've got more than 12,000 likes on, on Facebook. So a lot of followers on Facebook and we're going to help. Hopefully this product is going to enable us to have a weekly live show that will, it's kind of like a video version of the podcast. It'd be different content, but same kind of look and feel, uh, or same kind of sound anyway, but different, totally different look because you'll be able to see from all the different cameras we're going to have connected, you can actually see the products we're talking about. We can visually uh, give you an idea of what we're talking about. In this medium, you can only hear and take my word for it about what I'm talking about and then go to my website, hopefully, and see exactly what I'm talking about. But with the video, of course, you can see it and hear it at the same time. The A10 Mini Pro, it's priced at $1,185, which I think is worth every cent. So much so that I've ordered my own unit. I, the, the unit that I had in the video that I wrote uh, reviewed for my story was a loan device, a review device, and I ordered my very own, which hopefully will arrive in the next day or two, and that's how much I liked it. I decided to buy my own one. I put my own 1185 bucks down and purchased the A10 Mini Pro for myself. That's how much I like it. If for you to get a better idea of what I'm talking about, go to my story, but also, too, more importantly, go to the video and watch the video of me uh, that was done with the A10 Mini Pro. And it's all about the A10 Mini Pro. You can check that out at techguide.com.au. Samsung have just released a new tablet device. It's the new Tab S6 Lite. This is the Galaxy Tab S6 Lite. And this has been updated with a really nice new design, but also paired with the S Pen. So the S Pen is normally a product that is associated with the Galaxy Note range of smartphones. What Samsung's decided to do here is to include the S Pen to make it even more versatile, whether you're working, whether you're a student, this helps you be able to write and draw on the screen. There's even a way you can have a floating note so that, say you're watching a video, so you can still have the note floating and be transparent above your video and you can still take notes and move it around the screen. Really handy little feature there, I think. And being a tablet, of course, makes it quite versatile to take anywhere you want. It does have a 10.1-inch screen. And this is kind of, I think... A competitor to the iPad. Naturally, Apple has the iPad Pro, which was the only, for a time, it was the only iPad you could use with the Apple Pencil. Now, every iPad works with Apple Pencil, including the iPad, iPad Air, and, of course, the iPad Pro. What Samsung's done here is offered, this is kind of their version of the iPad Air. 
It's not quite the entry level. It's slightly above entry level. It's got the S Pen included with an iPad. No, Apple Pencil is a separate purchase, but this is included. So you can, out of the box, you've got the S Pen ready to go. And as I said, a, a real competitor to the iPad. So it's kind of the Android version of the iPad. The S Pen itself is quite light, has a 0.7 millimeter pen tip. So really nice precision and detail there. The S Pen also can snap into magnetically attached to the side of the Galaxy Tab S6. Uh, as well, the tablet, the Tab S6 Lite, very similar to how it does with the iPad Pro, of course. So uh, I think Samsung's taken a leaf out of their book there. The tablet itself is quite light, 465 grams and quite thin. It's 7 millimeters, really thin. So means it's easier to take anywhere with you. There is also an external keyboard available. So if you want to turn it into a laptop, it does have a kickstand so that it is easy to set up at any angle. So it also has dual AKG speakers on board, which can provide Dolby Atmos 3D surround sound. So if you're watching YouTube, Netflix with Atmos content, you'll be able to enjoy that through the Galaxy Tab S6 Lite. The other thing too, if, if you're already a Samsung customer with a phone, and my, my gut would say that if you're a Samsung smartphone user, this would probably be the tablet you want to buy. Reason for that is because it has a feature that allows the tablet to sync with your Samsung phone. So you can actually make, you can take calls, so receive phone calls, and as well as send and receive text messages through the tablet, through the Tab S6 Lite, even if your phone, your phone might be in your office charging. But if you get a phone call, you can answer it through the Tab S6 Lite. If you get text messages as well, you can create and send uh, and receive text messages also. So that's handy feature too. If you're a Samsung customer, you can get even even further into the Samsung family of products right there. The Galaxy Tab S6 Lite is available in three colors, Oxford Grey, Angora Blue, and Chiffon Pink. I love the names of colors. It also has the matching S Pen, of course, and the optional book cover. That's extra if you want to have the book cover to turn into a laptop. Priced at $549 for the 64 gig Wi-Fi, $649 for the 128 gig Wi-Fi, then goes up to $699 for the 64 gig 4G version, and at the top of the line, $799 for the 128 gig 4G version as well. Handy tablet, really nice, slick little new device, S Pen included, definitely worth a look. If you want to see it for yourself, of course, you can view that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by our good friends at Norton. They're the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Now, we live in a world where we're constantly connected. There are cyber attacks uh, and phishing scams, ransomware. They're more prevalent than ever. And that's not even mentioning things like online predators and big data tracking your every move. Just as the cyber threats have evolved, Norton has evolved with them. The new Norton 360 gives you next level protection, combines the power of device security with a secure VPN to help keep you and your family safe and private online. The new Norton 360 is an all-in-one protection for your devices and your online privacy. It's available now at leading retailers or au.norton.com. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our mates at Belkin. If you're after a cable, a charger, a speaker, you name it, portable battery, 
Belkin are the people to see. Belkin.com forward slash AU. This week, I had a really interesting question from a reader who has hundreds and hundreds of CDs. Now, the question was, how do I do this by in a way that's not going to take up too much time, in a way that's not going to take up too much memory, and in a way that's not going to cost me much money? <laughs> and so my answer to that was get Apple Music or Spotify because when you look at it, if you've got hundreds of CDs, you need to rip the CDs into your system. And that's gonna, and that gets got to be done one by one. If you've got hundreds of CDs, let's say 300 CDs, each CD is going to take, let's say, 15 minutes to rip, probably less than that. But times that by 300, it could potentially take days, if not weeks, to do. And then secondly, they've got to be ripped somewhere. They're going to be turned into digital files on your computer, so that's going to take up space. Now, in terms of the money, not costing you too much money. If you do it yourself, it's not going to cost you anything, but it's going to cost you time, and it's going to cost you space. And you could the alternative would be to get a professional to do it. So you just give them all your CDs, and they rip them all for you, but that's going to cost money. So point three, without costing money, no go. So really, my answer to this question was, I pointed out, yes, there you can rip them. It's going to have to, though, be one by one. It's going to take up space. You could maybe perhaps save all that to the cloud so you can have your own personal little streaming service so where you can tap into your music collection online and on in the cloud and access it from your other devices. But that's kind of what Spotify does and what Apple Music does and Amazon Music does, all these services that do it. So... Unless, and the person says in this, e- in this email that they want to rip the CDs and then get rid of them. So give them away to charity or something. So it's not like they're going to actually, they're physically attached to, to the CDs. They're, they're attached to the music, which can be accessed through a streaming service. And again, I think the best possible solution would be give away your CDs, but just spend your $11.99 a month for Apple Music or Spotify or any one of those streaming services. And... I think that would solve the problem. Or the, the, the things that, that she asked for, not costing money, not taking up too much time and not taking up too much space, I think, well, that's a deal breaker. You're going to have to do something. You, you ca- cannot achieve that by ripping your CDs. I think best thing to do is to let go of the CDs and you need to have a CD drive on your computer. Not many have that nowadays anyway. So you still need to have that as well. So I'd say my answer is let go of the CDs and embrace the world of streaming. And that right there is our show for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Everything we've spoken about, of course, is on techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au, or click on the Ask Stephen icon on the right side of the homepage, and that email will appear in my inbox. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week for our 400th show. So until then, we hope to see you next week. Until then, stay safe and stay connected. <laughs>